Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. Welcome to HF Pod Live. I'm Megan, and it's the last quick hit of Summer Tour 2022. I can't believe it's over. I mean, I guess for me, it kind of feels like it already is over because I'm back at school, I'm setting up my classroom, students come on Wednesday, reality has like fully set in. But for those of you lucky ducks out in Colorado, now it's time to get back to reality. Summer is over. And we're going to do our last quick hit. It's just me today. The rest of the guys are traveling. We're recovering from a super busy weekend at Dick's. You know, we had events every day. We had Taper's Choice on Wednesday. And then they were podcasting live from the lot every day at Dick's. So 
they are super tired and HF Pod's been rubbing hard. So here I am, just me, but I have two awesome guests that I'm super excited about. I have got Alex Pulley on today and my friend, Lindsay Hope. So I'm really excited. They've never been on the pod before and I am really grateful that they came on with me today and we'll bring them out soon. I also want to tell you that this is actually really exciting and emotional for me to be at the end of this quick hit run because this is the first full-length tour since I joined the pod last November that I'm getting to cover. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who has said hello to me or who has supported us and commented or come on as a quick hit guest. It's just been so fun and has made something that I love to do even better. So thank you. Appreciate you. And another way that you can really appreciate and support us is by signing up to subscribe to Osiris Media on Apple Podcasts. You get premium content, ad-free, and it's a great way to support us. It costs $4.99 a month, not that much money, and it makes a big impact for us. So please do that. And the last way that you can support us is to buy some HF Pod merch. Jonathan was sported on lot this weekend at Dick's wearing his HF Pod shirt. So he looked great. You can look great too. And these merch, they're not just for hosts. They're for everybody. So check it out. We also want to thank our sponsors, Passion House Coffee. You know that here at Osiris, we are fueled by many things. Music, of course, friendships, lots of weekends at music festivals and concerts, being together, and also coffee. I have a feeling that Jonathan and Brian drank a lot of coffee this weekend, and I'm sure they were drinking Passion House, probably our new blend, Ocean of Osiris. And we had a great contest going this summer, and anytime that you heard an ocean song, you could tag us and Passion House and get some free coffee. So thank you, Passion House. It's been really fun partnering you with you this summer. Okay, before we get into the show, I'm going to bring on our guests. So, Alex and Lindsay, welcome to HF Pod. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be it's here. So great to have you both here. So exciting. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> This is a really long run. The first four-night digs. I mean, this is a big deal. I did a four-night run at MSG in the spring, and it about killed me, but it was awesome. And I did get COVID, as I was telling you before we went live. So I had a week to recover, which was kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, but I'm curious how you both are feeling and what it was like. You've both been to Dick's before, so this is the first four-night run, but usually you go to the three nights. So how is it different? Well, for me, I, I what I really liked about this one was with the three nights, you know, by the third night, you're like, oh, I may or may not get some of the songs and may or may not get some of that stuff. But I, it was just so nice to be like, I'm going to get basically everything I wanted. And so that last yeah. night was just like icing on the cake for everything. So it was, <clears throat> I really like the four night run. It's exhausting, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. How about you, Lindsay? Yeah, I loved it too. Um, I brought my parents the first night, which was magical. Um, they're 74. And so that night was really um, just, I mean, just seeing fish through my mom's eyes for the first time. I've been going to fish shows since, since the 90s. And so that was really, I mean, so special. So, and then the second night, 
obviously with the thunderstorm and the rain delay, that just made everything a little bit more memorable and a little bit more interesting. And then having two more nights to cap it off and feeling like it wasn't going to end early (laughs) was just awesome. Yeah. So good. I loved getting those texts from you and our friend Nina during the thunderstorm and just (laughs) riding that wave with you guys. It was awesome. It was so fun to kind of see that through your eyes from afar. It was great. Made it so memorable. I feel like it's there's like you were saying, Alex, it's really true about a four night run. I felt the same way at MSG. Like you're not worried about not getting what you want because you're just getting so much music. And I'm sure that's why Fish loves doing it too, right? Because they get a chance to really like settle in and relax. And yeah, I think this weekend was super interesting. And, um, you know, Fish, as usual, um, definitely exceeded our expectations and put out a couple shows that were super interesting. So before we get into that, let's talk about the vibe of the show. This is sponsored by Section 119. They are the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in everyday life. You guys know Section 119. They're awesome. They had a huge setup on lot. I saw they had a really great setup on Shakedown, and I know that they are always repping, and everybody that works there is so nice. You know they have donut-inspired button-down shirts, board shorts, dry-fit polos, and hoodies, and lots of other types of awesome clothing. They have released a bunch of new women's gear, a bunch of new cool women's workout gear. I've been wearing it, and it is awesome. It's really high quality. It's not like the kind of crappy little workout gear you're going to get. It really feels amazing. It's soft, fits well. I would highly recommend it. So check it out. You can use the code SUMMER22 for a 20% discount off your purchase. And I think you're going to be really happy with what you get. So check it out, section119.com. Okay, so let's get into the vibe of the show. Um, Alex, what was it like coming in um, on, I guess, Saturday night? Let's talk about Saturday night first. Yeah, no, it was. Um, there was definitely, you know, a lot of energy. And after, you know, Friday night's, show it was just like you know what, what's going to be what, what are they going to do next it was it was pretty exciting um I, you could really feel it make it the, the crowd was like ready to party ready just to get down it was it was very cool and so um and then you know you probably talked a little bit about the lot but you know with section 119 i was super stoked to um like i had one thing to do when i got on the lot i was to get to scotty radford and get, get one of his prints because he has been crushing at this tour that's, yes that's his, from Dick's last. Oh, year. nice! So, That's um, awesome. Yeah, he's just been. I was, I was like, I took a beeline and, and, and did that. So I got that taken care of. So Saturday was great, just to kind of go see stuff and just, and just try to chill out. It was fun, but you could tell everybody was ready. Yeah, Saturday night, right? Yeah. How about you, Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, Dick's just seeing fish on the West Coast has such a special vibe. Um, I grew up on the East Coast, so I used to see most of the shows on the East Coast, but then I moved to Colorado in 2006. Um, so every Dick's run um, has been just, I mean, so memorable. And the gorge, you just it just feels different than it does seeing fish on the mm-hmm. East Coast. And you just walk into Dick's and the vibe is just chill. Well, aside from... Um, Quite a quite a lot of tanks this year, <laughs> um, which was yeah, really uh, really off, <laughs> very off putting actually. Yeah. Um, but um, other than that, it, it you know the weather it was hot during the day but cooled off at night. Although I feel like compared to the previous years of Dicks, it it stayed hot. I mean, I it mm-hmm. was pretty it was a pretty warm run aside from the thunderstorm. But it's just I mean the shakedown. There's so many great vendors. Um, 
and everybody's just so happy to be there. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Like, Did they decrecriminalize it, nitrous out there? Is that what's uh, happening? I heard we, a rumor. We don't know. I mean, that we were wondering the same thing because it was like as soon as you leave the show, too, it just like you can't even talk to people. But it was, yeah. it was definitely a much more prevalent. Which and they, before the show, I've never seen it like that before the show. Yeah, it, it was, was it was off. It was out of control. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw pictures of people in the show with it. I don't yeah. know if that's possible, yeah. but yeah, yeah, wow. Well, because they just well, that was I think during the thunderstorm night because oh, they just okay. let everybody. They just opened the floodgates and everybody yeah. came back in. They weren't checking tickets for the second time, and yeah, yeah, yeah everybody was just it was a free for all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, let's get into the music and talk about this uh, set. One reads, "Punch you in the eye, Wolfman's brother, Walls of the Cave." Heavy Rotation, Boogie On Reggae Woman, Into Stash, Into Free, Into Mike Song, Into Bug. So, Lindsay, do you want to start us off with your kind of highlights or general feelings about the yes. first set? Sure. So, I, I mean, I loved the first set. I love a punch opener. Um, the Wolfman's so good. Um, the Walls of the Cave is where it really, um, I mean, I such interesting placement. I feel like I really wasn't expecting them to play that the the third song in the show. And mm -hmm. it was, I mean, the treatment at the end was, I mean, so special. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at it again now. I'm, uh, so I feel like on a lot of these, a lot of these shows at Dick's, um, it was straight rock. Um, there was not a ton of really long exploratory jams, but everything mm -hmm. that they played was, I mean, I mean, it was really tight. They, they sounded great. Um, there wasn't really very much downtime. I mean, they didn't play any ballads. It was really upbeat the entire weekend. Yeah, I got that vibe too, like energetic, really connected, listening really well. Lots of micro jams, like no big yeah. monster jam it takes, which is so fascinating, right? And really, you know, it's interesting to kind of see people that like hold on to that idea of that makes a great show is like a super long jam. You know, they really put that to the test this weekend. How about you, Alex? What do you think about the first set? Oh, I, I thought I, I couldn't agree more. It was super fun. I, uh, um, from the beginning, when they uh, punch you in the eye, they, they kind of had that extended kind of like kind of sound, and I was like, yeah. "Whoa, this is this is he's kind of stretching that out." And so I was like, "This is going to be pretty funky." And um, at that point, um, going into Wolfman's, that was that was that was so fun. We uh, um, one of our one of my friends who were here with, she called that one, and so that was that was pretty exciting right out of the gate. And so, uh, but yeah, that walls of the cave, that was that was so good. I. I've been up and down on walls of the cave over the years, but you know, they, over the past few, it's just really grown on me and they really gave it the treatment. And um, it was long. I even wrote down in my notes. I was wondering if it was the longest ever. I looked it up and it was like the longest since like 2004, I think in August. Wow. So it was, it, but that, that for me, I think was, was the musically probably the highlight. Um, that was my first boogie, um, so I was really happy to get that. Yeah. I even said that I leaned over to my brother-in-law. I was like, I was like, well, it just felt kind of funky. I was like, oh, they're gonna play, they're gonna play like boogie on or uh, sneak and Sally. I just, I had that. It just like it felt like that, and um, that was that was super fun. Um, but uh, uh, then it was weird. It was kind of like you knew it was coming. You knew the mics was coming just because of the mm -hmm. standalone Mika Pog, which I thought was like. Whoa! It would even like threw me off when they played it on 
on Friday, but but that was cool. And then wondering what they're gonna do um, after that. Um, and then it's a bug. I mean, it was it was really cool because you know what Jovi and I was like, where's Jovi? She's gotta be here. And like, yeah, <laughs> Trey like did the fist pump, and everybody in the crowd's doing bug. And it was um, that that's fun. My brother brother in law was giving. He's like, I don't like bug. I don't like bug. And I'm like, there's something wrong with you. Because it was it was awesome. It was I was it was just a great closer. I thought. Yeah, I think that's the first time it closed the first set too, which is super cool. But yeah. I, I agree. I feel like this set, the old school punch you opener is just like such a one throwback to me. And I also heard that extended intro and thought like they sounded inspired. You know, I think that's yeah. exciting when you hear that in the beginning. Great peak and Wolfman's awesome. And this walls of the cave just. To me, this is such a timeless song and a gorgeous composition, but they get to this really awesome, like, spacey jam pretty quickly, and Paige is, like, seamlessly going between the synth and the piano in this way that's just... I thought he really stood out this weekend. I think he was really on fire and brought so many, like, amazing textures to a lot of the jams, but they just seemed really connected, Paige and Trey, during this jam, and, of course, Fishman, no surprise, just absolutely killing it during that jam, and I loved the heavy rotation again because Lindsay, do you remember it like yes. broke a, the internet and AC because nobody could figure out what was playing. Everybody was like, what is this? We couldn't get the signal. And now at least everybody probably knew what it was this time, which is great to me. It's like an effortful song. It, to me, it doesn't have that like, I don't know, ease to it or natural sense that, that I think so many of their songs do, but um, anything that makes Paige happy makes me happy. Um, <laughs> My last thing that I wanted to comment about the set too was the free. I think that free has just been delivering lately. They sounded so locked in and intentional. And, you know, it's just in AC when they played it the first night in the encore, it was my overlooked jam of that week because it was so good. But so much that happened that night was amazing that it was totally overlooked. But I think that it's just been incredible. I remember Hershey last summer. It was amazing. I just feel like they're playing the, some of these old songs in a really like intentional new way, which is super exciting. Yeah. I yeah. took my notes and um, on free, it seemed like Karuda and the and the guys were just like locked in on that jam too. I was like, wow. And that's, that I felt like, you know, sometimes they're not quite reading, but man, they were just like connected. There was a couple of times awesome. where I just thought like, like Karuda and Trey were just like, they were connected by a wire. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. I loved it too. I, I was in Blossom and the free in Blossom was next level. Um, this free was really good too, a little, albeit a little bit shorter. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of funny. I, I, I feel like everybody's kind of talking a little bit about Trey's vocals and um, you know, he, and free is one of the songs where he kind of switches octaves and I'm a little unsure if his voice maybe just can't hit some of those notes anymore. And so mm-hmm. he is like switching octaves. So it kind of throws me off at first. I'm trying to get used to it, but um, yeah, that was, it's always interesting in a few of those songs like free. <laughs> yeah. I think that he was doing that a little bit, like, especially in like gumbo and AC a mm-hmm. lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it can be a little drawing. Yeah. Some people are saying his lower register might be going out, which is interesting because most people the opposite when they age, but um, he's also, I think, just been spending a lot of time working on his vocals. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's interesting to see how he's kind of trying to switch it up. But, yeah. It catches so, you by surprise a little bit when you're not expecting. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really does. It kind of, like, wakes you up. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, he's, he's not singing this the way I'm used to hearing it. This is a whole new thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So set two is Say It to Me Santos, Into Kill Devil Falls, Into Sigma Oasis, Into Thunderhead, The Return of Thunderhead, Into MoMA Dance, Into No Quarter, Into 2001, Into Split Open Mouth, and the encore is Fee, Into Slave. Wow. I'm really excited to hear what both of you thought about this set because <laughs> I loved it. Lindsay, what did you think? I loved it too. I, I really love the extended jams that they're doing in MoMA for sure. I think that was probably one of the highlights for me. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, the Thunderhead is kind of a funny, um, I, I, it's funny to hear that everybody's so excited about this bust out. Uh, I mean, I remember the song, but it doesn't do a ton for me. Uh, you know, it's exciting when they play something that they haven't played in a long time, but mm -hmm. um, it, it, I was really surprised to see that it was breaking the internet again about how excited everyone was about it <laughs> just because I didn't remember it being you know a song that was on my list of must hear mm -hmm. um the 2001 awesome I really loved um some of the riffs that they were doing at the beginning it was a little bit extended sometimes in 3.0 2001s have gotten a little bit short and I missed that long extended intro and they Same. toyed with it a little bit on this one for sure <laughs> um it's always such a fun dance party that's you know as Megan knows we love to dance so <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's one of my best. favorites yeah that's awesome. Yes. And when we were in Atlantic City, Lindsay was one of the people with me throwing the fuck down all, all those three <laughs> nights. So, uh, yeah, I wish I was with you for that 2001 uh, this weekend, too, Lindsay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex, what was your hi what were your highlights of said, too? Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Santos. I mean, I, I, I know some people kind of on, on the fence about it, but I was at Casbah Fox. And that one, I remember at that show, it was like Santos like stood out. So I... I, I like that one too. That the Kill the Fall was fun. That was that's where I felt like we got like some of the big, maybe exploratory stuff. And um, again, the lights and everything were just like right on. And um, what I, I thought was interesting was, um, like it, it, I think it was used to Megan were saying like um, there was a lot of synth going on, and it, and I think it was in uh, Kill Devil Falls. Both you know Trey was on his synth pedals. Uh, Paige was, and then Mike, Mike, Mike joined in, and it just got real muddy and kind of swampy, and, and it was that was super cool. And then I felt like I wanted them to kind of keep going, but they uh, they pulled it off into Sigma Oasis, and you know I'm, I'm liking that song too. I know I know it's like the jam vehicle this summer, but I was surprised that it didn't go deeper um, mm -hmm. just because of what it has been doing. Um, and then what was interesting, I don't know, Lindsay, did you see it like? Some I think some point in that like I took a note that it looked like Trey was like tuning his guitar. Um, I was I was pretty much on the back of the floor. So this this whole run it was very interesting that I felt like I couldn't really see the band, yeah. <laughs> and I don't normally stand that far back. But yeah, I couldn't I didn't see that. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm kind of curious because like I've never seen him tune in the middle of a show, and I, I did notice he's he's playing a different guitar. He's playing the Koa Two, which is he ends mm. up like that. In long time and so i was like whoa what's going on but uh he played it the whole run he played it uh, last night too so um but yeah which so, is so interesting because i think his tone has been amazing for this run so yeah. that's that's really interesting to hear that i didn't know that he had switched guitars that's cool yeah no it and um yeah because he hasn't I can't, I can't remember the last time he played it but um trey's guitar rig will know 
So yeah, Ryan would definitely um, know. Yeah. <laughs> but then the Thunderhead was funny. Like you should talk about that. I kind of have the same feeling. Like oh, it's that's okay. I was I was feeling at that point actually like oh, this is a bit of a letdown from Friday, which was like we got to get everything in and we're gonna catch yeah. it. And um, I saw Thunderhead here in Denver in 2003, and I still didn't. Wow. Know. I was like I was like what is this? <laughs> so <laughs> I still I was like I'm I was like I recognized but I couldn't remember the name. But um, um, but yeah, that that was that was fun. But then by by far the highlight for me was the end of Moma Dance um, into oh, yes. No Quarter. Oh my God! Like every time they they do No Quarter, like it is it just it works. Like and, and it just works. <laughs> yes, and it's just so. Uh, oh, that's great. I- I kind but of had then, a feeling that one was coming because I feel like I was hearing it in AC uh-huh. a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Remember, Megan? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that 2001. I mean, I love seeing it live because it is just so fun just to just to dance and just it's just perfect. But uh, uh, yeah, that split open belt, man, that was I think that's what that's that's like the one weird jam that yeah. kind of went like went sideways um, yeah in a good way went sideways for folks um and i was like that which wasn't a surprise i kind of felt it coming because split open is just always so can be so odd and it was um for sure but it was it was good it was you know it definitely got weird it, yeah. it's one of those songs where i love it and then i find myself having to stand still because i can't find a way to dance to it (laughs) me too Lindsay (laughs) (laughs) like I said I really like to dance so and but I feel like there was something new on this I don't remember noticing this in AC the Corotta was doing with the lights like um kind of turning them off as it went across the stage from left to right and Mm -hmm. it it was a little bit different than the lights that I noticed earlier this summer and during melt that was definitely I mean it was getting weird (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I heard people talking about the lights too. I didn't watch the um the stream so I didn't see it, but I've heard I've so, I saw clips on in Twitter and I've heard people talking about it. So, yeah, that jam was so weird. That was definitely like a Jonathan Hart Brian Brinkman moment. Like I know that they were probably so happy. It was just so like dissonant and gooey and spooky and like cacophonous and definitely not my favorite kind of stuff, but I'm always happy when the people who like that stuff get it. So I was happy for them. I thought it was an awesome way to end the set though. And then Trey saying like this old school, you know, thank you everybody. We are the fish from Vermont. You know, it's just like, I thought it was really funny. Um, But yeah, my highlights from the set, I mean, this Kill Devil Falls becoming this like sick jam vehicle. So fun, you know, just super repetitive riff to start with and then turns uplifting the synths, super cool. Fishman's just driving this crazy, insane beat. I just am obsessed with the way that Paige has been using his synths this summer too. He's just been like making these like tonal textures that are like kind of bleeding under everything in a way um, that is just super interesting to me and adding this like space element to everything in a way that has just been super cool. And I wish I knew more about keyboards. Uh, We'll have to ask Ryan Storm about that. But I also wanted the Sigma Jam to keep going. I thought they were in that really cool space when it sounds like a spaceship is about to like blast off at the end. And I thought that was awesome. Um, Yeah. I mean, the Thunderhead, anytime there's like a huge bust out, right? 544 show gap. It's almost been 20 years. That's a really, really long time. So 
people were people were excited. But yeah, MoMA, definitely one of my highlights. I think the whole set is just awesome. Like, I think it flows really well. I think it has like perfect song placement. I think that whole MoMA No Quarter to 2001 is just so good. It's just really, really good. My favorite kind of fish for sure. Dancy. They're just not throwing anything away. That's what it sounded like to me. Everything sounded super great and super meaningful encore. You know, you've got fee. It's been a long time. The megaphone, everything. They're averaging like once a year in the last 10 years. There was like two fees last year and two in 2013, but otherwise you're getting like once a year. So I've only seen four ever. They're just, they're just rare. So I think it's really cool whenever they, they play that. And yeah, I was hanging out with someone, yeah, who um, is a 3.0-er, and she didn't know Fee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was my just God. Wow. Kind of to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. You talk uh, um, about meaningful. For me, that that Fee was like a million times meaningful. I got This is my ridiculous story, so bear with me for a minute. Um, my daughter, my, my oldest daughter, uh, her name's Ophelia. And um, she said, "Great she, name." She went, yeah, thanks. She um, and she went to her first shows last year at Dix. Went to all three nights, and she went three nights this week. And um, I, so we, when we were, when she was little, we would always call her Ophi, and um, for, so for Ophelia. And so when she was probably like four, I was like take, driving her to preschool, and you know, of course, I had fish on, and um, she's in the back seat. And, you know, the fee was on and she's like, dad, they're saying my name. I'm like, no, it's fee. She's like, no, listen. And he goes, oh, fee. I'm like, oh, I guess they are going to say your name. And so. Um, That's awesome. And then she I sat love there, that. Like, she sat there like super quiet. You could tell she was thinking. She's like, you know, I am trying to live a life that's completely free. <laughs> Oh I'm my like, God! Stop! That's amazing. So, so like with the sincerity of like a four year old, you know, and I was like rolling. Oh. I was like, oh my God, that is so great. So she got her fee. She was there, and oh, that's it so was special. Just so good. That was, oh, that is amazing. I love that story. So we've been we've been waiting for that one, and so that was that was just like that was I was awesome. So meaningful, yeah, for me for sure. Yeah, that's so great. I love hearing stories like that. And that's so cool that she connects with you. Does she like, she likes fish then? She likes going to the shows. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She likes the the vibe of the show. She loves that. She loves to dance and, and move. And, um, you know, she, but yeah, she really enjoys going. Um, she doesn't quite pick it up, um, when we're not at the shows, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome hey you got her to go to the shows i mean that we all know that fish is the best live so i get yeah. that for sure but well, yeah because i have a i have teenagers and yeah they haven't been to fish yet and they've i took my youngest daughter to her first concert on friday we went to see harry styles and it was just amazing seeing her like dancing and being there and and just feeling live music and like you know how afterwards she was like, I, I can barely hear. And like, you know, she was just so like inspired by the energy and seeing all these like young girls dressed up. They could definitely hang with fish chicks. These girls, they were like super like decked out and just like all this like love and joy. And it was just so cool. I was like, God, I gotta, I gotta take them. I don't know. I'm, I'm always so selfish about it though. You know, uh, it is, it is. I tell you what, last year, like, Oh man, it was, it was like one of the best things. Like we had, she got a pebbles and marbles. So she missed that this year, uh, but she got a pebbles and marbles. And then 
um, last the Sunday show last year at Dix. Um, <laughs> she does need to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, I love it. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think it was like the, the Billy Breeze into Bliss. It was like, it was this like, oh my God, I just like hugged her. And like that, that is the most amazing thing. So yes, take them. It's worth it. It really, really is. And so that's funny. That's my, um, my handle on fish, fish.net is um, a Buddhist prodigy. So, and that's for free. No way. That's awesome. It like, it scratched all, all my itches. So it was great. <laughs> oh, that's the best. I love when you have those moments at fish that are just like so special to you. That's the best. Okay, great. So we're going to get into last night's show, but first we're just going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors at Sunset Lake CBD because you know their line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead or for the young fish fan. Once they're of age, of course, anybody searching for a mellow body high, smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis, but without the paranoid and anxious side effects with nine different strains from this year's harvest, there's something for everyone. Hawaiian Haze is awesome for an outdoor show, and Cherry Abacus is best for the end of the night. All the flour is grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. Even better, they have an amazing farm-to-table approach, so they ship their products directly from their farm to your door, so you're going to get them super quick. And I love Sunset Lake CBD. It has totally changed how I use CBD products. They are just such high quality, and I love their gummies because... I'm sometimes someone who likes to think a lot when I lay down to go to sleep. And this really helps me just kind of like prepare myself for sleep. So definitely check out their sleep gummies. And you can use our coupon code HFPOD and you're going to get 20% off your whole order. So check them out, sunsetlakecbd.com, farmer owned, Vermont grown. Okay, let's get in to last night's show, the last night of summer tour, the last night of Dick's. Kind of sad. I almost don't even want to get into it because then that means it's really over. Um, but the first set, it reads first tube, bathtub gin, undermined, drift while you're sleeping, Haley's comet, everything's right, more, and fluff head. I can't wait to hear what you guys thought about this first set. So Lindsay, you want to start us off? Sure. I I absolutely loved last night. Um the first tube opener was amazing. I have a kind of a funny story about this. So we always used to play a set list game and we would guess what song was going to be the opener and, you know, write down 10 songs that they're going to play and circle the encore. And we brought my dad in 2011 and he put a first tube encore or a first tube opener on his list. And we were like, dad, they're not going to open with first tube. Like they never open with first tube. And it happened to be the fuck your face show. So we get in there. My like 70 year old dad is in the show and he called first tube and they'd never done that before it was just amazing oh so my god that's amazing <laughs> last night to see another first tube opener just reminded me of that and just when you started off at a show with um such a high energy song yes. like first tube i mean you it was just amazing i absolutely loved it um the bathtub was awesome um re-listening to it at the time i remember looking over to my sister and i said i think i just heard a cross-eyed tease and i listened back today mm. so i was expecting the cross-eyed to come wow. and um listen back today sure enough there it was again um you are love- very good at calling teasers i have to say <laughs> you were doing that in ac like all weekend that's when i was like you need to be on the pod you know what you're talking about so you're very good at hearing that stuff in the moment too 
Sometimes well I hear things that might not be there. <laughs> getting ready for things, that, <laughs> getting ready for things that might not be following, but I think that they're coming. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the bathtub. I mean, bathtub has been awesome all summer. Um, this one is no exception. I absolutely loved it. Um, I think you know. I mean, just start this whole show. Uh, the energy again, like I was saying before, they were just, they didn't slow down really mm-hmm. any set of any night. I mean, maybe a little bit, um, when it came to drift while you're sleeping, um, and undermined, always welcomed, super funky, really fun. Um, Haley's was short and sweet, um, and going into everything, everything's right, which I was expecting to hear last night and the jam t- totally delivered. It was just, Last night was a, a the feeling of Sunday when you're just it's kind of just blissful and everybody is so grateful to be in the park and ending the weekend of fish and the jam and everything's right just I mean it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, it was so um, pretty. How about yeah. you, Alex? Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with Lindsay on that last point. I mean, I just felt it like coming in, everybody was party now. <laughs> everybody was like tired and it was like you could just kind of feel that and um it was so just like settled in you know and it's just like it's just like everybody was just like we're ready for the music we're ready to do this and um that first tube was so fun that was what struck me is like um like trey was he was hopping around already like you know usually at the end of the set he's he's doing that but um but yeah with that opener and then i even looked down like the cactus came unglued. He was, he was, he was, he was, kind of, he was kind of bouncing around. I'm like, what? this is out of the gate. I was like, this is going to be, it's going to be great. Um, so that was, that was just kind of really like set the bar high for me. Um, yeah. And that, um, the, the gym was great. I was really hoping to kind of stretch it out. And I heard him kind of going back like into the song and I was like, Oh no, but maybe they just carried it so smoothly into that. And I was like, Oh, that felt good. Like I was like, yeah. like that's good. Like I'll take it. I'll totally take it. And um, but yeah, that uh, undermined in the drift. Um, that was an interesting one too. So um, yeah, it was a bit of that letdown, but it has that like kind of build up. And um, my daughter, the the Ophi, um, she was she hearing it from her ear. She was like, I think this is the best song they played. Like the like the whole time she wow. was there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's a, I think it's a good song, you know, and I think, yeah. for, um, you know, for, for some of us, you know, less jaded or folk, folks or not, but, um, if you, if you listen to that, it was really good. And I, and I started to get that, like, just happy, like one of our friends, uh, we were with, she was like, this is the love show, you know, and it, it was just like, and it had all the, the, the happy Trey songs and yeah, I'm a sucker for happy fish. I mean, like when you're there, happy fish is yeah, so good. So, um, yeah, that everything's right. It was like, yeah, everything is right, you know. And I just kind of, <laughs> and Trey or um, Paige kind of went back into that mud. Like they did, they started the jam, and then like I just like was like, oh, you know, he's getting that kind of dirty, muddy sound, and everybody kind of jumped in and just started kind of pulling through it and slogging her way out. And it's like, oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get out of this, and it's gonna be awesome. And it it did kind of have that like natural arc of that and that was super fun it was really really fun and then god when 
we went into Fluffhead. I mean, it, I just felt like the energy started vibrating, and everybody was freaking out. And it just sounded so good. I was just uh, Mike's tone in the chase part. Oh, it was just so good, so good. And I just, I just love that. And um, there was a little fluff here and there, but whatever. It was, it was a great <laughs> Fluffhead. It was great. Yeah, I love the yeah. I love the yeah. fluff head is is back. <laughs> yeah, and like as a set closer, I thought the set was going to end at more, and so when they played fluff head, I was like, "Whoa, everybody must be so happy!" And there's just nothing better than being in the room when Fish is playing fluff head live. Like, there's just nothing better. So I totally agree. Yeah, I thought there were so many great moments in this first set. Um, I loved that moment, Alex, that you were talking about in Jin when they were coming back into the song. It was like. It felt to me like this, you could hear Trey like playing parts of the riff and then yeah. easing out of it and then going back in. And it felt like this like organism, like this musical organism, like slowly turning around really slowly and coming back. And it was just so cool to hear that when it like actually comes back and shifts back in. It's so neat to hear like how that works. It's felt like a living, breathing thing, this piece of music coming back to the song. It was, I thought that moment was really kind of gooey and delicious. I loved that. It was awesome. And I get what people are saying about, you know, the drift placement, but like your daughter is saying, I absolutely love that song. It was really meaningful to me during like COVID. I just, I listened to it a lot and it really made me feel better about a lot of things. So I think this song is special and, you know, these big compositional pieces, that piece is like, has so many different segments that are really interesting and incredible that Trey's found a way to put them all together like that. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. I, I actually had that same thought last night. Cause you know, we, to have the, the different segments, you have the, like the old, like, like Fluffhead, you know, you have like different songs mm -hmm. together, even divided sky. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, man, this is, this is very old school, like put together, but very flowy. It works. Like, I'm not a big Petrichor fan, but, um, you know, it's the same kind of idea, but it, this like drift just kind of does the complexity, the technical and it, and it works and it works. And it's just so meaningful to him. And yeah, yeah. It, that comes through. And I just, it's so cathartic to have, to have that. So I, I, I'm a fan and, but yeah, I, I agree with the compositional. That was, that's super cool. I mean, you can almost imagine it like in the nineties, it would have been something that he played parts of as different songs. Yeah. And then, you know, like I can imagine that kind of like how Fluffhead worked out. But yeah, but that everything's right. Definitely my highlight of the set. Like you were saying, Lindsay, absolutely gorgeous, effortless jam. Just so hopeful. The solo from Trey is just the kind of thing that makes, you know, it worth your money to go in for. It's just so beautiful. And again, I really feel like so many of these jams, like they're so good, even though they're shorter shorter, but not, you know, 30 minutes. And I feel like, you know, they really are getting good at these micro jams. They're finding these spaces right away and it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I was like, we didn't even get a 20 minute jam at all. Um, I, oh, John, yeah. no, I thought that too. I, I, I actually wrote that down. I was like, is this like a set of set closers? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that like, you know, cause like when they started with first two, I'm like, what? And then Jen was like, this is all closers. Um, and cause like, I think that all of these songs have closed before and it was just like, and it's just that like energy, boom, 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 just, just going. So yeah. It, yeah. It just never slowed down. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. They, the energy that they bring is brought this weekend is, is pretty incredible. 
I thought. It even comes across not being there. And I know that the crowd brings a lot of energy to Dick. So I'm sure that they were feeling that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into set two then. Set two is Set Your Soul Free, Fuego, A Life Beyond the Dream, Cross-Eyed and Painless, David Bowie, Loving Cup, with an encore of <laughs> Divided Sky, Iculus, and Character Zero. Before we get into this, I just want to say I knew there'd be an Iculus at Dick's because I wasn't going to be there. I've never seen Iculus, and it continues. Um <laughs> But I know I'm not alone in that, so it's okay. But um, <laughs> I'm really happy that you guys got Iculus, and it was so fun to hear. Uh, but, but before we get to the encore, let's back up. And um, yeah, Lindsay, what were you thinking about set two? What were your highlights? I mean, when the lights went down, I was like, it's going to be set your soul free. And it was. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could just feel it coming, um, yeah. which I, I I love the song. I think that um, it's been so fun. To, it's always just, I mean, it's kind of like quintessential fish. It's the Trey's songs that I feel like they just have so much meaning the older we get. And, you know, you're just in this moment, the final set of dicks, it's kind of sad because you know, it's coming to an end. Um, and then they go into Fuego, which the, the main part of Fuego is not my favorite, but I will say that about halfway in, they did a complete right turn and it got beautiful it totally like they totally went into type two changed into a blissful just that moment kind of like earlier and everything's right it was just this perfect the wind is blowing and you're in your favorite place with your favorite people and yes. I the second half of Fuego really like that was one of my highlights of the show um which I would not normally say that about Fuego so I'm surprised that <laughs> I felt that way <laughs> Um, I had the exact same feeling. Really? <laughs> um, and I guess A Life Beyond the Dream was probably one of the slowest moments of the entire weekend. But, oh, I mean, it's you can it just makes you it touches you right in your heart. Right. I mean, if you don't love that kind of new fish, then you're missing out on some of the really special stuff. <laughs> um, I agree. Cro yeah. Cross-eyed, obviously. Everyone starts going nuts. I am a sucker for cross-eyed ever since the 90s, whenever they busted out, like, huge dance party. A little bit extended, but, you know, not, I mean, mm -hmm. again, all the jams that were longer were less than 15 minutes-ish, you know, maybe 10 to, to 15 minutes. Um, super fun dance party on, on that. But then the Bowie, I mean, that, the Bowie was perfection. It was, it was so, so, so good. I was so happy with that. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited to to talk about this Bowie, but I want to hear what you're, what okay. you're thinking, Alex. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's funny that you called uh, Sex Your Soul Free because like, I was like, I was 100% sure it was going to be a simple. I was like, this is, like, oh, they're going to come yeah. out and they're just going to just crush it. I felt it all night. Like, they're just, we're missing this big, simple jam. But, oh, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you, Lindsay. I love this you know, this new Trey songs, that the happy, like it, it does, it has so much more meaning. And um, I, I love that about just the, the, the continuing to grow. And I, I, but it's great. Yeah. It just, it just dropped. I was going to, I you're in my notes, Jonathan. <laughs> you're in my notes. Um, but the, uh, um, yeah, it just like, that's such a soul for you. It was about six minutes in, it just did this type two and it was like beautiful. Just, 
just lovely, lovely thing. And um, I even thought maybe I heard a ghost tease in there. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but it, I, I took a note. Um, but the Fuego, yeah, that was that was so good. Um, and uh, Paige had a, you know, Megan, I you'd love it if you haven't heard heard this set. That Paige had this perfect solo. I mean, it oh, was yeah. just perfect, you know. And then just Trey took this like kind of floaty kind of rock and jam after that. It was that second half of that Fuego was fantastic. And um, you know, Life Beyond a Dream, it's good. It's emotional. It's it's nice. It's that same kind of like. A little bit of a breather, but yeah, they jump into the cross-eyed, and it was just like, it was kind of like that uh, that same feeling when um, Buffhead came along, you know, and um, it was it was great. More synth from everybody, um, that kind of sci-fi soldier stuff, but yeah, that David Bowie, man, I, I was, when I saw Jonathan before, and they got into it, I'm like, come on, maybe he'll get it, maybe he'll get it. Um, and it was to me it it flirted with the type two it didn't quite get there but uh, i was like i don't know if that was if it was deep enough for you jonathan or not but ah <laughs> man it was it was so good it was so good and um the loving cup was you know again i'm call me a chomper but i love it <laughs> you're not you're not we, we won't we'll you, you're just, this is the love and light team today and I'm yeah, here for exactly. it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's a perfect capstone to this set. I mean, I think that like everyone knew we were going to kind of get a love and light show last night, right? They hadn't played all these songs like set your soul free. Everything's right. You know, soul plans. Everybody thought they were coming. And I think that they're really finding these places so quickly in these songs and set your soul free ended with this like epic sounding jam. I mean, it was awesome. One of our longer jams of the night too. I absolutely love the segue into Fuego. It was super cool. Like the piano page just starts kind of creeping out of the jam. It was really awesome. And me too, Lindsay, I didn't used to like Fuego. And now I like love it. I feel like it's just really been going to super cool places. You know, really, really powerful build last night. Groovy jam over again, those trippy synths that Paige has been laying down. And the thing that stood out to me is just really delicate playing. I think Trey this whole weekend was so delicate, something that he was missing. I felt like a little bit in Alpine. Um, maybe that's controversial to say, but I feel like this whole weekend in Dix, he's been playing so beautifully, really effortlessly, perfect tone. And I thought that Fuego was definitely one of my highlights too. And the Bowie, I thought it was gorgeously played, totally inspirational. And I feel like Bowie is teaching us a lesson right now. You know, it's <laughs> it's not where we want it to be. You know, it's kind of like when you have like have someone in your life that you've loved forever. Like you, you know, you're like a teenager and you're like crushed on this person forever, and they're like your best friend or something, and you just want to be with them. But like, you know, if you just dive into it right away, you would miss that like amazing beginning part where you're like you know, you're almost there, but you're not. And they tell you that you might get hints that they might like you back. And like that whole like stuff is like the best stuff, right? That like relationship that's not quite a relationship yet when you're like flirting and like, that's what Bowie's doing to us right now. They're like, we know that we could give you what you want. We could give you that like <laughs> mega jam that goes crazy. But first, we just want you to appreciate these like amazing moments when we just stretch Bowie out just a little bit. So 
That's what I think is Bowie's doing right now. I feel like the last few have been awesome and stretched out and teasing. So I, I'm challenging all of us to enjoy the flirt and the tease and know that we will eventually be reunited with our true love. <laughs> That's my hope yeah. for Bowie. <laughs> and I think Jonathan's on board. We're getting Thanks, closer. Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I want I want more too, Jonathan. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but yes, I feel like and then loving cup just kind of perfectly capstones that off. Like, yeah, just give me a little sip, you know, just yeah. a little sip. So I I thought that this set was great too. I think this whole run was just had so many incredible moments and just really inspired playing and just excellent interplay and listening between the band members. And I thought it was a great run and just really cool. I know everyone is probably thinking, were people talking about if they were spelling something out in the encore? Because oh, totally. it kind of seemed like they were spelling dicks, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I like you talk about David Bowie teasing us. And I think they gave us a, a tease. It's <laughs> almost spelling it out. Because like when they came back and did it by this guy, I was like, oh my God, they're spelling dicks. And I was like, yeah. like just spelling dicks. I know. Oh, it. you just called it on the first one. Yeah. Impressive. I, like, I know it. I know it. And then, um, and I was even thinking, I was like, oh my God, Nicky looks to be so good. And, you know, he came out, he started talking. And I was like, uh oh. I was like, this maybe, and it just went, it was so fun. I, this is my second Nicholas, and it was just, oh. it gets oh. more and more fun. <laughs> and I, so I was not, I was, I didn't realize that until I, I left the show. I wasn't really thinking about them spelling out anything um i kind of i i thought divide the sky wonderful beautiful just gonna end on this note and mm -hmm. you know call it call it a day and then when trey starts talking i mean i'll take i, I love listening to trey talk so <laughs> i know why is it so um, good it when he talks like, yes, i don't know bring it on yes <laughs> i keep talking keep talking yeah so and then i wasn't expecting another song after that either i guess i just uh, in years past, I feel like sometimes you, you you still want a little bit more at the end of Dicks. And last night, they definitely gave us a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so special, that moment when he, you know, acknowledged the crew and his, their longtime stage manager. And just, you know, yeah. they're just such a class act, the way that they so appreciate the people that they work with. And I mean... To have him been there, he's been there for since 1996, Paul Anderson. I mean, that's pretty, that's a really long time. But, so yeah. for him to play Iculus for him was cool. And it was just so fun listening back today to hear Trey yelling. There's nothing better than hearing Trey just like scream, you know, read the book. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. so funny. And just, yeah, someday, someday I'll get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jonathan says that almost everyone but the band thought they were spelling someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, there's <laughs> exactly, so, there's something. Yeah, and there's so many like um, innuendos and, and dick jokes to make here, but you know, like yeah, I think I can. Uh, I'll, I'll refrain. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but, um, Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I just and, and divided sky like it, it was so. That's my wife's favorite favorite song and. Um, you know, so she was there last night. She went two nights, and to get that at the closing, it was it was like a perfect. It was like and that made it perfect. And you know, walking away, I, I just I felt so many like it, I didn't feel like I was wanting more. I just was like I just walked away. Mm -hmm. I am satisfied. Like they they filled my cup. You know, they it was just like that. Divide this guy just like sealed it. Like it's like oh so good.
so good. So I, I, I the encore is great. Just perfect. That's the best, you know, that's the best feeling when you feel that way and can feel grateful and walk away from that. Yeah, I agree with Brian Weinstein from Attendance Bias's comment. Hearing Trey scream, read the book, is part of the Fish community collective subconscious. Everyone feels intense when it happens. It's so true. And uh, I'm so glad that everybody got that last night. I mean, the first Iculus since before the pandemics. It's been a long time since Alpine Valley 2019. So it was it was special and and overdue. So I'm happy for you guys. It's fine. I'll get one one day in, in a few years or so. Uh, before we close out, we need to talk about our lasting highlight. So maybe we should just pick a lasting highlight of the last two nights or one from each show, whichever you feel inspired to do. Um, something that you think people will be talking about in five years from now. And this is brought to us by Free. Fans for racial equity seek to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equality in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community. By facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other issues, Free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systematic oppression wherever they see it. To get involved in Free's education, outreach, and community partnership programs, sign up to volunteer at fansforracialequity.org or share in the groove at Free Table. So anytime there are shows, usually they have a table set up, so check them out. They're doing amazing work, great people, and we're lucky to have them on our scene. So, all right. Lasting highlight, Alex. What are you thinking? Well, I, I, I kind of have two, like two different... For me, I have my own personal one, and then what will people be talking about? I think that um, that Walls of the Cave, that was mm. so well done and just so stretched out. Um, that's the one I think, you know, as we go back and listen, re-listen to everything, um, we'll say that one, that was like pristine, just pristine. Yeah. Um, and just, it's so good. But for me, I, I that, that moment dance ended no quarter in 2001, ugh. That's that's my personal like that just so dancey, so fun, so spacey. It was that was that 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 was my my highlight, except music standpoint. And then of course my sentimental one was the fee. So yeah, that makes I a lot have, of I sense. I can have more than one lasting highlight. Or highlight, can I? Of course, this is HF Pod. We're fluffers, you know. We, I mean, you know, I'm always. I think for the dicks. The last recap we did, I think I said the whole one set show on Friday night. So don't worry, yeah. you can have as many as you want here. <laughs> and and too, I think for the but for the whole, I mean, there was no letdown. There was the, yeah. the whole weekend was just like in your face, full you know full tilt the whole way. You know, the song placements were, were interesting. You know, the second second song down with disease. You know, second gen. I mean, it was so interesting, and but. Just like two, you could count on your, on one hand, how many kind of like let up songs there might have been, but it was, it was just so intense and so fun. Yeah. I think the takeaway for me is just going to be the, you know, incredible energy of that this band brought to this run. I mean, it was, it was pretty intense. Like you're saying there really was, and Lindsay was talking about at the beginning too, just a pace and an energy that was just really out the gate, incredible and consistent throughout the whole run. Um, I definitely agree that the walls of the cave is a highlight. I think the kill devil falls from set two is, is a real highlight too, that people will go back to. I know I'll be going back to that moment, no quarter 2001 to dance in my kitchen and with friends or drinks for sure. Cause that was, 
just an absolutely awesome, awesome little set of music. And yeah, I think from last night, um, I definitely like that everything's right. I think that's just beautiful, beautiful moment. And I'm going to go back to the Iculus because it's an Iculus and you know, it's special. It's so special to hear that. And only there's only been nine ever, you know, it's just, it's crazy. That's crazy. You know? So it's a special moment. Um, we lost, Lindsay lost her connection, which is a bummer, but, um, thank you, Alex, for being here. It was awesome to meet you. I'm glad you got to meet Jonathan on the lot yesterday. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you guys so much. It was just super fun. Yeah. I hope that you'll come back and join us again. Uh, I'll I'll join. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad your daughter got to hear free. That's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Awesome. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Alex. Alrighty, take care. Okay, everyone. I guess that's it. Dix is over. This summer is over. I'm devastated. But we're going to have a show on Monday the 12th at our usual time at 4.30 Eastern. And we are going to be recapping the whole summer 22. We're going to have the whole crew here and we're going to be talking about our highlights from summer 22. So don't have to say goodbye to summer yet. You can join us next Monday and I hope that there'll be a lot of you there in the comments because we want to hear from you and what have been your highlights this summer. And again, I want to say a big thank you to everyone that came on for our recaps this summer to give us their firsthand impressions and everybody who is in the comments too. We really appreciate you and you make the show great. So Thank you so much. Hopefully we're going to get some fall dates soon so we can start planning our next set of quick hits. So thanks everyone for an unforgettable summer. We'll see you on Monday. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. 
Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.